Welcome to the Hearers and Doers podcast. I'm Becky Kaiser, and I'll be the host for this show. Do you need a space where you can show up just as you are? This is your place. Dry shampoo, crying kids, messy house, and barking dogs are all welcome here. Do you need a cheerleader who sees all your amazing potential and unique ways God's called and created you? Done, I'm signing up as captain. I'm a certified life coach and Bible teacher with decades of experience who isn't afraid to tell you the truth you need to hear. Some weeks I'll be sharing practical and encouraging and sometimes correcting shows, and other weeks I'll be introducing you to new and old friends. You ready? Let's go, my friend. Well, before we begin this episode, I wanted to share something really exciting with you. I have always wanted to send my kids to Pine Cove overnight camp. And we did camp in the city one summer and absolutely loved it. And it has been a dream to send my girls. But here's the thing, like every overnight camp, camp can be very, very pricey. Well, I have teamed up with Pine Cove and I am giving everyone who is signing up a first-time camper $250 off your camp registration fee. All you have to do is go to pinecove.com, use promo code Becky, B-E-C-K-Y, 250. Again, the promo code to get $250 off is Becky250. If you don't know what Pine Cove is, it is one of the best overnight. They also have day camps and family camps, but one of the best summer camps for kids. They have everything. They do Bible study and worship and all that, but they also have amazing water activities and ropes courses, horseback riding, trails, like anything you could possibly imagine this camp has it. It is my one, my biggest regret from college is not going and being a counselor at Pine Cove because I saw how much fun it was for all my friends who did it. So I always said when I was in college, one day I'm going to send my kids there. And thanks to Pine Cove and their generosity, we all get to go to Pine Cove this summer. So go to pinecove.com, check it out. If you have any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram. Again, that promo code for 250 off is Becky, B-E-C-K-Y, 250. All right, let's get started with today's episode. John chapter 11, verses 28 through 57. This is a continuation of the story of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. And so if you didn't hear yesterday's episode or the previous episode, I would go back and listen to that just so you have the full context of this story. And I'm going to do my very best not to sob my way through it. This is a very personal passage to me. Verse 28, after saying this, she went to her sister Mary and whispered in her ear, the teacher is here and he's asking for you. The moment she heard that, she jumped up and ran out to him. Jesus had not yet entered the town, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When her sympathizing Jewish friends saw Mary run off, they followed her, thinking she was on her way to the tomb to weep there. Mary came to where Jesus was waiting and fell at his feet, saying, Master, if you'd only been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her sobbing and the Jews with her sobbing, a deep anger welled up within him, and he said, Where did you put him? Master, come and see, they said. Now Jesus wept. The Jews said, Look how deeply he loved him. And others of them said, well, if he loved him so much, why didn't he do something to keep him from dying? After all, he opened the eyes of a blind man. 
Then Jesus, the anger again welling up within him, arrived at the tomb. It was a simple cave in the hillside with a slab of stone laid against it. And Jesus said, remove the stone. The sister of the dead man, Martha, said, Master, by this time there's a stench. He's been dead four days. And Jesus looked her in the eye. Didn't I tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Then to the others, go ahead, take away the stone. And they removed the stone. And Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and prayed, Father, I'm grateful that you have listened to me. I know you always do listen. But on account of this crowd standing here, I've spoken so that they might believe that you sent me. And then he shouted, Lazarus, come out. And he came out, a cadaver, wrapped from head to toe with a kerchief over his face. And Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him loose. That was the turning point for many of the Jews who were with Mary. They saw what Jesus did and believed in him. But some went back to the Pharisees and told on Jesus. The high priest and Pharisees called a meeting of the Jewish ruling body What do we do now, they asked. This man keeps on doing things, creating God signs. If we let him go on pretty soon, everyone will be believing in him. And the Romans will come and remove what little power and privilege we still have. Then one of them, it was Caiaphas, the designated chief priest that year, spoke up. Don't you know anything? Can't you see that it's to our advantage that one man dies for the people rather than the whole nation being destroyed? He didn't say this to his own accord, but as chief priest that year, he unwittingly prophesied that Jesus was about to die sacrificially for the nation, not only for the nation, but so that all God's exiled, scattered children might be gathered together in one place. From that day on, they plotted to kill him. So Jesus, no longer wanting, went out in public among the Jews. He withdrew into the country, bordering the desert to a town called Ephraim, and secluded himself there with the disciples. The Jewish Passover was coming, and crowds of people were making their way from the country up to Jerusalem to get themselves ready for the feast. They were curious about Jesus. There was a lot of talk about him among those standing around the temple. What do you think? Do you think he'll show up at the feast or not? Meanwhile, the high priest and Pharisees gave out the word that anyone who knew his whereabouts should inform them. They were all set to arrest him. Here's Endure's application. I told you that this is one of the most significant passages because it's actually the passage I heard just before I got saved. I was bitter with God. For many reasons, I didn't understand how a good and loving God could allow terrible things. I was hurt and wounded by Christians being judgmental of my life. So I completely resonated with the Pharisees in this passage and the harm that they cause. But there was something about when I heard the story and I saw the honesty of Martha and I saw the honesty of Mary saying, Master, if you'd only been here. How many times had I whispered that to God? More venomously, more bitter. If he'd only been here, if he was real, 
I wouldn't have allowed this. And when I heard this story, I was 16 years old, just before I started my junior year in high school, they questioned him. And then Jesus turned to face his friend who had died. And it says, Jesus wept. And I've studied this passage a bit more in detail since hearing it for the first time 20 plus years ago. And that wept isn't like the cute movie tear trickle going down your face. It's like that guttural moaning, wailing. And there was something in that moment for me to know that Jesus cared that much. Changed everything for me. I was willing to be one of his sheep. I was willing to follow the great shepherd. And he called me out. Becky, come out. And he did. I came out. (laughs) But just like Lazarus, and I was wrapped from head to toe. And what I love about this passage is, you know, Jesus could have had him come out and he could have just walked out clean, right? But in this passage, Lazarus came out from death to life completely bound up. And then he told the people to unwrap him and let him loose. My big takeaway here is who can I keep sharing this story with? Who can I allow others to hear that Jesus loves them, like truly loves them? His timing is never timing. His ways are not our ways. And it's easily the most annoying part of following Jesus is the parts we don't understand. But I also know that when God calls us to new life, he calls us to unwrap each other. That's why community is so important. Not social media followers, not friends you never see, but true in-person, real-life community. We need each other. We need each other to unwrap ourselves. So my challenge for myself, my challenge for you is that we allow our friends in. We invite them into the unwrapping so we don't try to make the stinky things feel better. Spraying perfume on a stench is not the way to do it. Putting a hat on top of binding is not the way to do it. Live free. Unwrap your friends and let them loose. James 1.22 in the ESV says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Or the message translation says it even more bluntly. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. This podcast is called Hearers and Doers because that's the kind of people we are committing to becoming. Women are men who choose to not just hear what is true, but actually live it out in our day-to-day lives. I'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode. Would you share them? Post them on social media and be sure to tag me at Becky Kaiser. And if you love today's episode, don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too. And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day, my friend. Love you so.